So normally I would say, so normally I would start this off with what's good y'all, Kush Hayes here, blah, 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 but we, uh, we are only burdened with sad news today. So uh, as of this recording, it's less than 24 hours since, uh, the announcement that Chadwick Boseman has passed away from cancer. Um, I can't say anything that hasn't already been said and said much better. Um, but this one really stinks. So I'm going to just leave it at this. I didn't see every movie that he made, but every movie of his that I did see, I enjoyed. He seemed like not only a very cool dude, but a very good man. They are two different things. And, uh, the world is, uh, worse off without him. We are now going to join our previously scheduled microdose already in progress. I also, I, I thought it was a very good movie. I would have appreciated all of the scenes that did not reference Bruce Wayne or the Waynes or anything. Like, yeah, like all that stuff with his mom. Yeah. Keep, keep it Gotham City if you want. Keep, keep it Joker if you need to. Like, but th- this, this could have been a movie about anybody else. Yeah. Um, I saw it. I was going to just sit it out. And then everyone was just like, you got to see it. You got to see it. You got to see it. So I was like, all right, I need to fucking see it. Yeah. Um, still not mad I did see it. But like, so I'm sitting in the back row of the IMAX, as I always do in my seat. <laughs> I see a dude off to the very side. And I'm that dude at the theater who'll pull out his phone and like pull up Fandango and like, who is this guy supposed to be sitting there? I bet he's not supposed <laughs> to be sitting there. And sure enough, he's not supposed to be sitting there. I don't uh, know where he's supposed to be sitting, but uh-oh. he's not in the right seat. So now, now, now my, now my vigilance is up a little. And I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> and now he sees me seeing him. And so he's like, Ooh, is this guy going to fucking pop a cap in me too? Like, what? <laughs> so we're both eyeballing each other watching this movie. Oh, and like he's funny. into it and i have a feeling like he's seen it like two or three times by this point like because oh, he's on on the edge of his seat like like Ooh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> you tell him joker um yeah i see the movie the movie's fine i leave i go mm-hmm. across the street to smoke a bowl and <laughs> uh i look I, I hear some muttering and it sounds like some latin bullshit and i look up <laughs> and there's some crazy dude doing the act of contrition on me doing this bullshit and oh my god all i can do is just go like Okay, well, this is happening. So, <laughs> as I'm waiting for this guy to stab me with a sprinkler key, another <laughs> dude next to me who was rolling a blunt looks up because he heard me say that. Mm-hmm. And then he sees what's happening. He's like, hey, man. And like he's trying to defuse a situation that may or may not happen yet. Yeah. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> but he was picking up on it too. He was like, yeah, this dude's not in a good spot. And Yikes. For, uh, for a hot minute, dude was like, hey, man, you want to get out of here? And I was like, you know what? I appreciate what you're saying, man. Thank you very much. God bless you. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to ride this one out. I'm going to see where this goes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so if I was to say I stuck around for like another minute and then I left. But Man, um, that's, that's funny. That's my big Joker story. Speaking of funny, Robin, I heard heard you got a, got a review. You, you saw a movie? I, I watched a movie. Okay. How'd, <laughs> how'd that go about? I, I said, well... Uh, I want to watch a movie, but um, I I wasn't into feeling into anything like dramatic or even like sci-fi. And I was just browsing through Netflix, seeing what kind of garbage I could find that would be, you know, not a chore to watch mm-hmm. as far as 
having to pay attention to it. <laughs> okay. Did you, did you find such a film on Netflix? So, yeah, I looked at uh, the trending movies for whatever, and this happened to be number five. It's Drunk Parents. Drunk I guess, Parents. I guess it came out last year in April. Oh. Um, and it's got Alec Baldwin. Okay. And Salma Hayek. Ooh. And a bunch of other funny people. Okay. Those uh, two have crossed paths before, thanks to 30 Rock. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they have pretty good chemistry together. So mm. it was, yeah, if you can imagine in a different timeline, Jack, Jack Donahue got together with the Selma Hayek character in 30 Rock. And this is what happened with them in the future. Okay. Instead like of uh, What's-Her-Face. <laughs> the blonde one. The blonde one. Uh, that's all right. I'm feeling, I'm feeling. Elizabeth like, Banks. Elizabeth Banks. Oh, that's Definitely. right. That's right. Anyway. The so this is drunk parents and drunk I, parents. Yeah. Now that sounds dis- depressing. No, but yeah, this is it, a comedy. This is a comedy. Uh, it's got funny comedy people in it. It's got Jim Gaffigan. It's got Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello. Manganiello. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got some some other comedians in it. Oh, it's got Will Ferrell and yeah. uh, Colin from SNL. Well, Colin from SNL. Oh, uh. that's Damn okay. It. But anyway, they play themselves as bums in, in part oh. of this movie. So yeah, it's supposed to be. Oh, a so comedy. they make cameos, or they actually have like a a, a consistent character? Uh, they're they're in like one scene, but it's an important scene. Okay. I get. I mean, I guess. Okay. Uh, is are any of these scenes important? <laughs> what is Drunk Parents about, Robin? So it's about. Alec Baldwin and Salma Hayek, they're sending their only daughter off to college. Mm -hmm. And as soon as they get home, their car gets repossessed, Mm -hmm. revealing that they are broke, but they are very, like, you know, they're well off people. Okay. So as their car is getting repossessed, Alec Baldwin explains, you know, a whole thing exposition to this guy, basically. And says, well, I used to have a big company that did medical stuff, and then it went under because we did something controversial, basically. So now we have no money, and my daughter doesn't know, so can you not take our car yet? (laughs) That always works out. Yeah, and we're introduced to daughter's boyfriend, who's wheelchair-bound dude, and Alec Baldwin gives him a lot of shit because he's still living with his mom even though he's probably 19 Hmm. (laughs) i don't really get it i think the joke is supposed to be like alec baldwin shits on this guy in a wheelchair a lot even though he's just a real nice guy Uh, it's not a very funny bit and they really push it and at some point i feel like they do abandon it because they're just like this doesn't work okay so yeah so we're introduced to him and he comes back later we're introduced to their neighbor character who is traveling in their house sitting for him mm-hmm. and so they're they do this big yard sale and they're trying to make extra money mm-hmm. and it's not working mm-hmm. alec baldwin takes an expensive bottle of wine from the neighbor's house and they get super drunk and that's the end of that scene and okay. the next morning <laughs> Jim Gaffigan's wandering around outside their house. Oh. 
And he's like, hey, uh, hot are you pocket. The... Yeah, hot pocket. Do you, do you know anything about this house? And so evidently, while they were drunk, they posted a Craigslist ad renting out the neighbor's house because the neighbor's going to be gone for a number of months on traveling vacations and bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, so they they put their neighbor's house on Airbnb. Well, I mean, even worse than that, they're just like full on renting it out. Far out <laughs> to to this dude. Um, <laughs> and so he pays them six months rent up front. Nice. And they're all happy about that because that Absolutely. pays for a lot of stuff. However, he comes around with his parole officer. Oh dear. And he has to tell everybody in the neighborhood that he's a sex offender. Oh. And they don't know what to do about that. They And they just say, you know what? You have to live in our house now. Oh, no. We're, we're going to live in the neighbor's house because we can't have you in there doing all this weird shit because the neighbor's only going to be gone for four months and you're, you paid six months rent. So you have to live in our house. They didn't tell them all that shit about the neighbor. Anyway. So Mm -hmm. this is chaotic. (laughs) Um, This is very chaotic. Yeah. And because this dude's a sex offender and has already registered his address at this specific house. Oh God. These people come and kidnap Alec Baldwin and Salma Hayek thinking that they're the sex offenders. And they they do this crazy thing where they shoot a gun at them and say, hey, don't touch little kids. Uh, oh and then goodness. let them go. And then so they're all crazy, feeling like, what well, what happened? So they go to her sister's house. And they're like, well, we have nowhere to go. We can't go back to our house because those guys said they'd come back if they saw us go to our own house. <laughs> so, what about the original neighbors? Oh, boy. Yeah, so, ooh. (laughs) So the sister lets him stay. She's actually not in the scene at all because as her husband, played by Joe Mangiello, Mm -hmm. comes and says, oh, she's got the runs real bad, bro. She can't come down the stairs. Is this an Adam Sandler film? Yeah, right? So it's just him being a jerk Mm -hmm. and their nephews being little assholes saying weird Mm -hmm. stuff to them Uh, i don't know and are they drinking the entire time through all these shenanigans no and that's the thing they're only drunk for like five minutes of the movie five minutes of the movie it's not very much based on the title like i expect i expect that cocktail glass to be welded to alec baldwin's hand it should be right like the do the trailer park boys yeah but they don't they uh, they're yeah they're not drunk parents it's not like they're drunkard parents it's like they got drunk one time and did a really bad thing and um mm. well, I that's don't know. stupid i guess that title doesn't roll off the tongue as nicely <laughs> <laughs> i guess um, not so anyway there's this whole goofy garbage stuff that happens i'm just gonna skip over it yeah please um because it's really dumb and so eventually because his company was for like medical supplies or something stupid like that he had like a client's parking pass and he was able to get into a private garage and sleep there in his car with salma hayek and a guy knocks on their window and it's somebody he knows 
and the dude goes hey what are you doing in here you can't be in here and basically he says okay well let me help you guys out comes a commentary on the homeless <laughs> crisis this is fascinating uh yeah so this guy sets Alec Baldwin up with some dude he knows who mm-hmm. clips catalytic converters out of old cars and smelts them down for their precious metals. Okay. Um, and he finds out that he's only going to be making a third of what his salary was previously. And he's I don't know if I like that because I need the money. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Salma Hayek is trying to go back to her house to get some clothes and just to clean up. She discovers that the house has been burgled by actually, I forgot to mention, they actually rented the house out again because they couldn't go back to it. So they just rented it out to some other dude who ended up taking all the shit out of the house. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right this so this sounds god awful like does it's it have a pretty. does it have a resolution is it a happy one is it a sad one it's just um we find out what jim gaffigan actually did to have to register as a sex offender and it was basically like he had to pee in the ocean he thought he saw a shark and he ran back to shore and some kid saw his dick so that's that <sighs> they find out that their kidnapping went viral online and they want they go to the wheelchair guy to ask him to take it off the internet Mm -hmm. and then like nothing ever comes of that video again i don't think this is just like a device to get them on the internet so that they can have this dumb idea that is a new business that they open up at the end they end up in jail somehow with like a coke dealer mm-hmm. and then the coke dealer has a daughter and they're like oh no she's anyway they end up adopting the stupid coke dealer's daughter uh their uh, biological daughter comes home early mm-hmm. and meets jim gaffigan and is like what are you doing in my house and tells her everything they just yeah and like unlikely they just get everything back in the guy's house they get the truck full of shit back and everything goes back to normal they pitch their shitty idea to some rich guys at a golf club and he immediately invests and that thanksgiving they all get together and that's the end holy crap it's a bad movie and you know i felt better about it last night but as i'm recounting it now i'm like really angry about this stupid <laughs> fucking movie it's like if you're in the middle of it watching it 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 doesn't seem that bad but it's one of those things where if you and and that that makes me wonder how this movie got past pitch because there's no way that you can make this movie sound good in words who's the director fred wolf fred wolf really um, do we know anything about the guys who wrote it? Uh, the, uh, the non-binary people. <laughs> it was written by Fred Wolf and Peter Galk. Written and directed by Fred Wolf. Okay. Okay. Uh, how long is it? It's 97 minutes. So Damn. it's not that long, but it sounds, it's... It sounds long. <laughs> still longer than it, it needs to be. Like, mm-hmm. th- there, there's a lot of stuff I skipped over. Mm-hmm. Um, and is it a net? Is it an actual Netflix film? Has it got that little red N in the, in the uh, corner, or is it uh, something else? Is it Happy Madison? Direct TV Cinema. Oh God. Yeah. 
DirecTV made a movie. Okay. Apparently. They also did the new new Jacob's Ladder. Oh. Yeah. No one saw it because it was on DirecTV and uh, the end. Ew. All right. So doesn't sound like a good movie. Uh, how many burps are you giving it, Robin? I give it give it two burps. Two burps? All right. Two burps. Two burps for drunk parents. Yeah. All right. <laughs> See if we can get those those two to AA post-haste. Yeah. I guess I, I think this is a good spot to stop. Folks, you can find me on Twitter at Kush underscore Hayes. Robin, what, what are you doing these days and where can people find you? I'm doing a little fancy fluffy pieces on craft beer. I'm doing craft beer written reviews on the Bosnet. The Light Beer Expression. And I think they're going up on Wednesdays. I try a new craft beer at least one every week. Mm-hmm. You're I've drinking been, one right now even. What I am drinking, drinking this one. So that's my new little gimmick. I'm having fun with it. Excellent. That's what's yeah. up. Yeah. And then and the few female entrepreneurs that, that are listening to the show, check out Champagne and a Shot Glass, summer series from the Adventures in Heels team here at the Bosnet. Mm. Folks, I've been Kush Hayes. I've been Wabba. You've been you. My man Junior on the motherfucking beat with some straight up Kush Hay Show. Kush Hay Show. The Kush Hay Show. The Kush Hay Show. Microdose. The Bosnet family. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to ride this one out. I'm going to see where this goes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>